Welcome to the Soul Full Podcast. I'm your host, Audrey. This podcast is all about nourishing the mind, body, and soul. Whether it be personal growth, fuel, or movement, I'm here to support you as we are on this ever-flowing journey together. Hello, it is... I was going to say very early, but actually it's literally two and a half hours later than I normally wake up, so it's really not early. Um, But it's early for me to be awake, considering... um, yesterday's bedtime I guess you could say I just came on here to record because oh my god sorry (laughs) it's not like full body yawn but it's I'm in a very weird state right now I went out um with my friend last night and well I had my friend Anna over and we had some drinks and like she brought over a bottle of um, like a sparkling rosé, and then, like, I had a little bit of this, like, orange wine in my fridge, so we had some of that, and we went out, um, and we had some drinks there, and I actually, this is not an episode to say I feel hungover, because I think I, in general, just have been, like, so conscious about alcohol and my experience with it these days, so I just knew, Well, I knew I couldn't drink that much and I knew I had to be conscious about drinking water and I also just know like it's really, for me, it's really important to um, set my body up for success if I decide to consume alcohol. If you've listened to multiple episodes of this podcast, you'll also know that I don't really drink. Um, I used to drink a lot when I was in university and everybody partied and it was just everybody's thing so I thought it was my thing. And then after university, I realized it's like literally not my thing at all. <laughs> and it's just, it's just not interesting to me. And I don't, I don't necessarily enjoy it. Like, I feel like I can have the same fun being sober. Uh, with that said, obviously, I did drink alcohol yesterday. And I stayed up so late. Oh, my God. Like, I go to bed... Literally, some nights at 8.30 is my goal. Some nights I fall asleep maybe at 9 o'clock. I have, the, or 9.30. These days I have also been falling asleep at like 10 o'clock some days. But those days I wake up feeling not rested. So, But basically, I went to sleep, I guess, five hours ago now. When I woke up, it was more like two and a half hours ago. Um, and I just... I want to be asleep right now, but it's actually crazy. Like I, my body feels so different waking up today and I'm just, I'm just reminded that this is not my thing <laughs> and I know this um, and I don't think I meant to have as many drinks as I did, but what actually, what I know for a fact, I didn't, I didn't realize it's like I, I know this, but if it wasn't for the social construct of drinking, I look actually would just never drink. And it's so funny because I am just becoming so conscious of my relationship with like different things in my life and how they've evolved. So for example, I ran this huge event last Friday and it required like so much planning and I was working on it every night, like 
past my bedtime. I was getting there, you know, like an hour before I had to start work to work on this and repair it. I just was so consumed by this thing. And I remember beforehand, I was in the staff room talking to one of my coworkers and they were like, yes, like we're all going to go for a drink after. Like, and I was like having this girl's night and I was like, honestly, I don't drink and I'm having the biggest glass of wine ever. (laughs) And I honestly felt like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do when this is done. Which is so funny because I, well, the thing is, I also knew I was going to like set myself up well for it, right? Like I knew if I was going to have this big glass of wine that I was going to have like some probably dairy or like a carb before, like something that absorbs the alcohol and like mitigates how it soaks into your body. Drink a lot of water before I have the carb and then drink a lot of water after. For me, I just realized like later in my drinking career that you could, I could no longer just like chug water before going to sleep and like wake up fine. Like I needed to pre with water. <laughs> um, anyways, so I just like thought I was going to do that and that like I was going to have this, you know, this big glass of wine or whatever. And then when the event started, like the day that I woke up, actually I think the day before it, I ran uh, to work and I love, like, I like running, but like, this was the most magical experience ever because where my apartment is and where my work is are on like two opposite ends of the city. Um, And so I ran from where my apartment is, which I already think is a beautiful area through like all the past, all the historical buildings um, to like the little area where my school is, is more like a little suburb. So through all the buildings and arrived in like my little sweet neighborhood that has like a lot of little foresty sections. And when I was on this run, I was thinking about it and I was like, what was I even talking about? I don't want a glass of wine because I just knew how the glass of wine was going to make me feel. And while it's so funny because I still had suggested it because I'm thinking of these old connotations that I have with alcohol, right? Which is like relaxing, fun, like these things that we were just like raised on in university and like the way that we just like were brought up and raised to associate alcohol with these things. And then when it came down to it and I'm on this run, I was like, I don't want it. I I want to finish this crazy day and I want to go to the gym and drink sparkling water at this girl's night that I'm going to because I know I'm going to feel amazing after that. And after I have this huge stressful day, I want to feel effing amazing. So I want to set myself up to feel amazing. That was my, this is how I, I realized I needed to think about it and how I realized just instinctively I started thinking about it because the narrative in my mind was already written in another, in, in that way. Like that's how I experience feeling good, right? So once I got past this, you know, former perception of alcohol and drinking, I got to this point where I was like, oh, this is how I want to feel. And like totally just shifted the narrative for myself. But actually, I, I woke up and I don't feel anxious, but it's just so crazy. Like when you go out and you're drinking and you're around with these people, you're just energy, I feel, is mixing with all these other energies in the room. And maybe this is just my my personal belief, but it, and and my I guess spirituality belief is that like everybody has their own energy. 
And I think we're working on science towards proving this, but everybody has their own vibration that you give off. You have an electromagnetic field um, that, you know, is like a little aura around you. And I, I genuinely believe this. I don't know what specific facts necessarily I believe it, but I believe you have like an energy aura around you. And it changes um, sometimes based on like, your state of being but I also believe like you have one that reflects you and your personality and who you are and so I believe that we all have these auras these these energies around us um we have our own electromagnetic field that's projected around us and then when you go out I think this is part of the overstimulation is that like you're in such tight quarters with all these people with all these different energies and you're mixing so many energies whether you intend to or not and people are always in your like personal bubble which it's so funny that I'm saying this because I have no personal bubble like I I will get right up next to you I will touch cheek to cheek with your face and be like so comfortable with that because I just I love being close to people I always have, like, with my mom, like, I just want to hug her, like, and snuggle up tight when I was small, and, like, I still do that, and, like, with my best friends, I just, I, I just am someone who, in general, is very comfortable being very close, um, and I respect other people's boundaries, but when, when I'm with someone else who also is comfortable being close, like, um, I could be, like, totally, totally, like, wrapped up in someone, and I love it. Um, but that's just, I guess, how I am. So, but I prefer to be wrapped up with one person, not like a hundred people in the same um, small, tight space. And I just feel like you end up wrapping yourself up with people who actually you don't maybe even connect with or feel aligned with because there's just so many people around you. There's so much energy there. All these different energies are mixing and overlapping and and like uh, in, in almost invading your your energetic field with all these other um, mixed energies and, and probably the mixed emotions that people are holding on to. I actually believe that like you, within like your field, like you can feel the energy of other people. I believe that you could feel the energy of other people even if you all had your eyes closed sitting in the room. I don't believe it's a subconscious body language thing. I had this conversation with my cousin this summer. He's very logical and scientific. And he was saying, well, like, don't you feel like that's just body language? And I was saying, no, I believe that if there was 30 people in the room and your eyes were closed, that you would feed off the energy of those around you. And I'm specifically referring to some study done by Dr. Joe Dispenza, who is a meditation researcher. Um, and he's he is actually studying... Um, the effects of intense meditation at his workshops. Um, And his meditations are a bit spiritual. So you have to approach them going like with an open mind if you're not spiritual. And you can't be sitting there consciously thinking like, what is he talking about? The the space between my ears. Like you just just have to be 100% open-minded and just like let your body subconsciously flow through what he's saying because your body is capable of doing it. So I just find these these meditations to be quite deep. And at his meditation workshops, he's been studying a series of things, one of them being a chemical in your body called IgA, 
which gets released. Um, and it's one of the top things that can help your body fight, prevent disease, kill off illness. And he did this study that followed basically highly advanced meditators. He studied their IgA levels before and after the meditation. Their Ig levels were like over a hundred times the average person's IgA level um, after doing the meditation, and it's because when we experience these high um, these high vibrational emotions, and when I say high vibrational emotions, I mean love, happiness, joy, gratitude, abundance, freedom. These are all high state of being emotions. We talk a lot about gratitude being a high state emotion. I don't like to associate it with, I don't like to put it in the same category. To me, gratitude is like a a tier two state of emotion and a tier one state of emotion is freedom and love. Those are my highest um, feelings. And the thing is, I think that actually with gratitude, it could maybe be a level one uh, state of emotion, but I think when people say they're grateful for things and they think about the things that they're grateful for, it's not the same as being in a state of gratitude. Does that make sense? So I can be grateful for my home and say like, wow, I, I, I love this house. Like I'm, I'm so grateful for this house. But to like be sitting here and deeply be like feeling blessed, feeling gifted because I have this home, like feeling like so beyond grateful to have this experience for this existence like that is a totally different state of being than writing out five things that I'm grateful for if that makes sense and I think five things that being you know just aware of these five things that you're grateful for can bring you into a state of gratitude um and can like it they're great steps to to help you on the way to you know being in a higher state of being and higher uh you know just being gratitude having gratitude or being grateful for you know these these five things for example are a great uh way to move from you know starting off your day if you naturally are anxious or unhappy like these are great first steps to take um in changing you know your narrative and how you approach every day so we have these states of being um and i believe that with your eyes closed you can feed off the energy people around you. So also at Dr. Joe Dispenza's um, workshop. So they're studying the IgA levels and then they're also studying, um, trying to measure the amount of energy in a room or in the air. And they're doing this by trying to uh, measure like an electromagnetic field and, and a vibration that's happening in the air. And so... They're using this technology to do this, according to his his uh, book, Dr. Joe Dispenza's book called uh, Becoming Supernatural. And I know I've talked about this book before. I'm taking six million years to read it because it just is dense and I'm enjoying it, but I have to be like wanting to learn when I open the book, if that makes sense. Because if I just read it passively, I'm not absorbing the information in the same way. But as far as I know, they're using this technology. This, this technology has been approved um, in multiple places in the world, but not 
I don't believe it's been approved yet in Europe and it's not been approved in North America, but it's a type of technology that is attempting to measure the energy field in a room. And he has used this technology at his um, meditation retreats and uh, measured like crazy amount of energy in the room um, of the people at his like advanced workshops. So they're all like really high level meditators. Um, so I believe, I guess, in this um, energy field and in this um, in this sort of energy aura that every person is individually projecting. And I believe that it influences the people around you, just like when you meditate with other people, like you just vibrate higher. And I honestly believe that. And I believe that this applies to everything that you do, everywhere that you go, everywhere you experience. Like I believe that you are... Um, that your energy changes based on where you are because of the energy in the room will change because there's different people in different rooms and different people are feeling different ways. Um, But I just, I think that this is part of the thing that is really overstimulating for me when I go out because there's so many and I feel so personally affected by it. And I don't think about it in the moment, but like today I just feel so charged and the reason I'm awake is because I'm I'm having trouble like calming down my nervous system enough to go to sleep. And I know that you're most likely to fall asleep when you go into your bed. Um, but you have to create like a boundary around your bed. So you only go into your bed when it's time to sleep. And you shouldn't just like sit up and like be on your phone in bed. Like you're going to have a trouble falling asleep later. So what I did was I... I tried breath work, honest to God, like I, I woke up feeling so charged and I was like, oh my God, I've only been sleeping for two hours. I need to go back to sleep. So I'm like trying to go back to sleep and I'm just realizing I can feel my heart beating so fast. And I, I don't think my heart is actually beating fast. Like I just feel like my energy feels chaotic, I guess you could say. And it feels like my heart's beating fast, even though um, I'm sure it's still beating at a very normal rate. Maybe it is faster than normal is the best way to describe how I feel. So what I did was I, I took myself out of my bed and now I'm recording this while sitting in my couch. I think you can probably also tell by how fast I'm talking. Like I feel like I've spoken so fast this episode and you can just tell where my energy's at. Um, but I removed myself from my bed. I'm sitting on my couch recording this so that hopefully um, when I do feel like I can lie down and start to fall asleep, um, when I choose to go there, I'll be able to do that. But yeah, I'm just realizing that I just feel really charged from this whole experience and not in a way that I want to feel when I wake up. If I'm going to feel electronically charged by other people, I want to feel it like from a meditation, from a workshop, from a yoga class, from from something where I feel good energy from other people. So yeah, good things, bad things. This is how I feel after drinking alcohol. I'm not interested in doing it again anytime soon. Um, Maybe I won't ever. And honestly, if I swear, if somebody removed the social constructs around drinking, I would literally never drink, which means that I probably shouldn't drink. You know, like if it's only the social constructs that are getting me to drink and like I don't feel like I need to, why do it? I've been trying to practice like breathing exercises just now to calm down my like my nervous system because I feel my nervous system feels very um 
stimulated and like overthrown from the whole experience from being around these people from being up really late from all the lights and the noise and like talking to all these different people being like in such close proximity oh maybe I'm gonna fall asleep soon that's good but yeah my nervous system just feels totally out of whack and I never am like this far off of like my bedtime all this to say is like my routine has never been so off (laughs) and so just to come to like support myself during this time and and my body as it returns to like a natural level state like I'm going to be practicing breath work so having shorter inhales and longer exhales will um even if you just do it for you know three or four minutes um can dramatically affect your body's cortisol levels and help your nervous system calm down and unwind I'm also going to stay away from light Um, I'm just going to keep my blinds closed so that I hope I can fall back asleep um And when it's time to get up, like I'm going to give myself something nourishing. I'm not going to start right with fruit because I can just feel in my body that that's not going to set my body up for success. I want to start with something um, a bit more savory, I think, like with eggs or avocado, maybe some toast. Um, Because I feel like you're, well, I, I know that when you're drinking alcohol, your blood sugar is really going up and down a lot. And I think that's part of the reason why my nervous system feels so charged because your body was like going through these dramatic highs and trying to, you know, create a leveled state, um, for a long time where, when it was having trouble too. Um, so for me, like, I just want to support my body in the way that I can by fueling it with some like, um, healthy fats, some healthy proteins and proteins, your body uses them to help it recover, like muscle recovery, especially. Um, so that's how I want to start my day when it's time. Um, I'm also going to go on a walk and get my circadian rhythm going once it's time to get up. Um, uh, meaning like I'm going to expose myself to light when it's time to get up. I'm going to go on a long walk in the park, I think. Um, and I'm just going to try to have a relatively chill day, not put so much pressure on myself, maybe journal. Um, and yeah, these, these are the ways that I'm going to support myself today. Probably also drink, um, lots of water, but again, I'm not going to chug water. I don't feel like that's the right thing to do. And it's, I, I have said this and I always will say this is that you are your own healer and you will know what's going to sit well and what won't. So I can feel my body right now that if I chugged a lot of water, I wouldn't necessarily feel good. Um, But if I eat something and I slowly drink water and I move, like I just know I'll be totally fine. Um, And I don't feel ill at all. Um, I guess this is just like me being cognizant of where I'm currently at. Um, And I don't feel bad or remorseful about the experience. If you choose to go out and it's not for you, I don't, it's, it's not helpful to stay feeling in this state of guilt or like, oh, why did I do this? I don't even like that. It's not my thing. So if your goal is to feel good and you're upset about this, you need to speak to yourself in a way that reminds you like not to be upset about it. And while you're drinking, a good tip is to try to drink as many glasses of water as you have you have had drinks of alcohol. So let's say you have a vodka soda, later you have, 
a shot or you have a glass of wine or whatever you're drinking, try to have, if you have three drinks, try to have three glasses of water. And if you can, have the water in between each drink, not three at the end, not three glasses of water after your three alcoholic drinks, if you can. And to set yourself up before drinking, try starting with uh, some carbs or some dairy, like I mentioned earlier. Dairy really does actually line your stomach and set itself up to protect itself um, prior to drinking, which is also why, um, like, I am so into alcoholic drinks with with milk. (laughs) I recognize that dairy is not for everyone, um, and a lot of people do have intolerances to it, but I believe that, you know, it depends on your body, obviously, but intolerance is a spectrum. Um, and for me, I've noticed that I'm, I'm okay with dairy and I shouldn't have an excessive amount. Um, but for me, like the, um, positives of having milk with like an alcoholic drink, like if somebody has like, um, I'm trying to think of the names of some alcoholic drinks that have milk in them, but I believe that, you know, and I, I recognize that most people probably, don't think that that sounds good, <laughs> but I know there's some like with Bailey's or um, like in and, and like a chocolate liqueur or something like that, and um, those drinks I feel like to me just kind of tastes a bit like a spiked chocolate milk, um, which is totally good with me. And I think actually the dairy in the drink will help balance your your blood sugar as you process the alcohol and all the sugar in the drink because it has um, a source of fat and a source of um, protein in it. So I think like just being cognizant of what type of drinks you're drinking, if you can drink drinks that aren't crazy, crazy sugary, like for example, if, if you're going to have like a vodka crayon, um, or a vodka cranberry Sprite, for example, like obviously there's a lot of sugar in all, in all those things. And I think you should enjoy your life. And if you want to drink it, drink it. But just for me, like I would prefer to have like cranberry juice and soda water instead of, um, like tonic water and I, or, or Sprite in the example that I used. And also I just know like the amount of sugar that I have totally affects um, how I feel the next day more dramatically than I ever understood when I was younger. So just to be cognizant, like before you drink, just eat, eat some carbs and some dairy if you can. Um, even coconut yogurt would be great, like healthy fats. Um, if you could do those things before drinking and drinking water, um, just to set yourself up for success, the outcome will be so much better, um, than you had planned. And if you decide to drink, why not just make your experience the next day better? So those are my my tips for before drinking and during drinking. And then when you're done drinking, yeah, like eat something, have a bit of water before you go to bed. Um, But to have the water throughout your evening instead of just, you know, trying to chug it all before you go to bed will make a large difference. Um, And so that's definitely my recommendation. And if for some reason you don't feel well after drinking, there is no point in beating yourself up about it and making yourself feel guilty or bad or shaming yourself for, you know, overdoing it or for doing something that maybe you don't feel aligned with. And maybe you knew that, but you did, you you did anyways. But 
we can't go backwards, right? So there's no point in spending time feeling guilty or bad or trying to change what happened. The only thing we can do at this time and the only way to go forward really is just to support yourself by taking actionable steps to start to feel better and to change your mindset. If you sit and think about how awful you're going to feel, you're going to continue feeling awful. But try to go on a walk, try to get some sunlight and just give yourself love, forgive yourself and, and just acknowledge that you'll have a different approach next time. But there's no point in sitting and feeling guilty or, or bad about it. Um, with this said, I hope if you had some drinks or you didn't have some drinks that you're also able to support yourself today. And um, that just me sharing my experience has maybe shed a new light on energy, on spirituality, and on maybe your experience with alcohol if you're toying with um, different uh, levels of sobriety or um, not even sobriety, just, you know, taking a step away from from it if you don't feel so connected to it and like reevaluating how you feel and what your relationship is with it. Okay. Um, I wish you the most wonderful day. I'm finally feeling a bit more calm 35 minutes later. Um, and I'm going to try to get some sleep again now. Okay. With love, Audrey. Audrey.